Welcome to this new podcast episode. Today, we have a special guest with us, Vessel Volard, a third officer on board a cruise ship working for Holland American Line. In this episode, Vessel will share insights into his role as a third officer, how he achieved this position, and the challenges he faces while sailing at sea. Vessel will also discuss his thoughts on the future of the industry, especially concerning autonomous vessels and sustainability. So let's dive right in and learn from Vessel's experiences and expertise in the maritime world. Hello everyone, welcome to this new podcast episode and today I'm with Vessel. Thank you to accept this invitation. Thank you for inviting me. So I, w- I want to ask you many questions about sure. your background. So maybe firstly, can you introduce yourself? Um, my name is Vessel. I'm uh, 26 year old, years old. I'm a, I studied maritime officer and I'm, I'm a third officer on the Holland America line. It's, I've done two contracts now, so I'm at sea for one year um, and I really enjoy it. So. Okay, nice. Um, oh, Why did you start like maritime industry? Did you have specific... I think it began, my parents had a boat, like a pleasure yacht in um, Zeeland, it's a province, yeah, I know, yeah. a lot of lakes, so it's really, um, we had a sailing boat first, I also went to sailing camps when I was young with some friends and you, like for one week you're, there's this big building with, with dorms and you sleep there, you eat there and you sail, anyway, it's, um, so and then I liked being on the, on the water, like you, you, you feel kind of free, like whatever you want to do, it's, it's not being... Sometimes in the city it feels cra- it feels crowded or whatever. So it's it's had a good feeling. It I felt comfortable there. So I took that with me and also when I had to to choose for studies, I yeah, it's I also um, I did civil engineering for a couple of years, two years. Mm-hmm. Um, also like with regards to dikes and dams and and locks, whatever this construction okay. side of it. I didn't enjoy it that much, so I switched back to maritime officer, and I still enjoy it. So, so uh, what is the I mean the path? Like you start like a bachelor degree, then master. Can you explain a little bit? Um, in, no, it's just four years of study, okay. uh, HBO, HBO level in Holland, to higher, yeah, yeah. not university, but just one below. Uh, it's a very practical study, but that I did the master, which is not completely. That's not necessary for what I do now. So okay. it's just four years of. Um, First, you get two years of theor- theoretical background. Then you learn how to stability-wise, cargo-wise, mm. how to navigate. And then you go on an internship and uh, you do that twice, two times half a year. And then you graduate and then you can sail on any ship. I'm licensed to sail on... Unlimited? Sm- yes. Master Marine or something? Yeah. Okay. okay. Only not like not the barges okay. on the river. But because, I mean, like, do you have like its engine on deck or it's only one specialization? Mm. It differs. It differs a bit because in you have four schools in Holland. In Vlissingen, in the south, you have to choose which direction you go okay. to after mm. half a year, I believe. But here in Rotterdam, I studied in Rotterdam. Then um, you do. You can. Um, the first two years are generic, so you can still go both ways. Then you go in your first internship. Um, for example, I did every four weeks. I changed between the engine room and the bridge. Okay. And after that internship, I had to choose. Okay. Okay. So it's I'm not allowed to sail as an engineer, but I do have the background, which is. If I compare it to my English or my Romanian co- colleagues, they have a little less knowledge about what's going on downstairs. Mm. But I. I don't know. I've I've spent my time there as well, so I kind of know what's happening, which is which is true. Yeah. To your specialization, it's, it's deck department. I mean, not engineer. 
Yes, I'm okay. deck. Yeah, yeah, on okay. the bridge, deck department. Bridge. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay, nice. So, what about internship? What is your first uh, ships? I did my first internship um, with the Holland America Line okay. at uh, Amsterdam, Amsterdam. It was. It's now being. It was sold now. Um, it was also before, pan before the pandemic. Well, maybe, so, yeah. the cruising was still mm. normal. So to say, there was a lot of uh, restrictions until just a couple months ago. But everything was still fine. It was a nah. It was six and a half months on the ship, okay. which is a long time. But I enjoyed it. I made good friends, saw nice places of the world, learned a lot as well. Of course, you have to. Nice, know. nice. Yeah, it was so, a, that was my first. So you sail on different kind of vessels uh, or always cruise ship? Um, that was on a cruise ship. The second internship was during the pandemic. So cruise ships were, of course, laid up. They were mm. doing nothing, waiting their time. Um, so I couldn't be on a cruise ship then. That was, I, I saw that as an opportunity as well. I sailed on a, a coaster, so it was 90 meters general cargo, sailing everywhere. Okay. Um, yeah, it was it was nice to see, but it is not my cup of tea. Okay. It's I'm I'm happy to be back at cruise ships now. It's why, it's more social. You have ah. nicer people, nicer. You have different yeah, social people around mm. you as well. Uh, you go to the nice places. You have good food. Sure. So it's. I prefer cruise ships. Okay, nice. Yeah. Now my question: What countries did you did you visit at uh, what ports? I visit visited many ports. Now yeah. it's um, Holland America Line has sort of the smaller ships compared to uh, let's say Royal Caribbean. They have ships of almost I'm not really sure though, but three hundred fifty meters, and, and okay. they have guests of like six thousand guests on board. We only have two thousand guests on board, so. Mm. Those are the smaller ships, and the advantage of that advantage of that is that we can go to the smaller ports as well. Okay. So my first internship, for example, went to uh, the South Pacific. Okay. So we went to Fiji and French Polynesia yes. and and Hawaii and yeah, it's where bigger ships have to anchor outside the port. We can go in and just get alongside. So right. it was a, a bit easier and also more. It felt more special, so to say. Of course, for the guests because they pay for it, but mm. for me, it wasn't. I could also could go ashore in my spare time. So, yeah, the, those smaller ports in French Polynesia, for example, those were really special. That's, that's okay, yeah, because you have the recipe, so it's, I think it's quite special. Yeah, yeah and sometimes even um, it was too deep. We couldn't anchor at all, so we have to drift all oh. day. So we just tried to keep the ship at the same position. Same position. Was, yeah, not even anchoring. So. Okay, nice. It's more special, yeah. So um, about your, the learning process. So you st first you you learn everything at school. Yeah. Then you go on board ship. On board ship, uh, did you have some some pressure like before your first uh, internship, because it's new for you. So of course, of course, it is. You learn the the basics on paper. So you learn how to navigate on a paper chart. You learn how to, um, for example, I also still was still the engine room part. I also did. So you know how to. Uh, overhaul pump for example mm -hmm. how to get it all out and clean it and put it back and even though we have simulators on on my, where the school i went and you have a, also the um, the actis so the electronic chart but still if you go on board of a ship it's totally different it's mm -hmm. it's really i also learned how to apply all that knowledge it's yes it back to your question there was a sort of pressure that it was It was strange the first time. Okay. It's like, what do I know, and how how is it being translated in this system, or how they do it here, or yeah, it's, yeah, it's uh, it was okay. It was good, good pressure, so to say. They also try to um, 
helped me getting better, getting more okay. knowledge. So it was, so your, yeah. Your position at this time was like, uh, what kind of position did you have? No. Uh, no, I mean like for first internship. I was cadet. Cadet. Okay. Cadet, yeah. Okay. So just a, an intern, like a trainee. It's, um, they know it as well. They, they don't expect me to know everything that's yeah, impossible. So okay. they helped me and I, for example, when the officers had watched, I was just joining them, see what they do, what choices they make and mm. what I, sometimes they gave me jobs as well. So yeah, it depends on the first week, of course, I couldn't do anything and then gradually I got more okay. responsibility. Then you have more responsibilities. And, yeah. So two, you, so you made two internships, mm -hmm. then you finished your graduation yeah. and you start sailing. No, I uh, did this master shipping and transport. Oh, just after master shipping and transport. Yeah, okay. straight after. Yeah, I graduated in June and I started in September, I believe. Oh, okay. Is, I wasn't completely ready to go to to get a job, so I just enjoyed also student, the student life to studying yes. too much. It's during the pandemic, of course. It was all the restrictions, so um, I wanted to. Um, How do, you, how do you call it? Oh, extend my your, study. Your studies uh, path. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And I did always tell as well that th the chances are there that I might not be sailing until the end of my career. Mm. So with this one year of extra knowledge and this master was also, I learned how to sail a ship and this master gave me more information on the background of it. So supply chain management so or exactly. Yeah. So the, the legal side, whatever. So I've got more knowledge now. If I go back to shore, exactly. if I find a job here, then I do have a bit. bit And like you already have the, the knowledge on the background to, yeah. to apply. Okay. Nice. Yeah. So it was multiple reasons, but okay. Yeah. And so you finished, you, you say like last uh, summer, uh, yes. you, and you start sailing this year, like 2023. No, I started in August last year, 2022. Okay, okay. And in, I, le I went to the ship in late August and I came back December, beginning of December, so three and okay. a half months. Okay, so how can you describe, uh, like, can you talk maybe a little bit about your worst experience on board a ship? <laughs> Regarding? Regarding, like, everything, it can be weather, it can be crew management, it can be... Uh, Engine failure, I don't know. <laughs> Ooh, well, I'm quite lucky. There, there are some stories that people had a fire on board. Yeah. Or, no, there was, I didn't have had that yet. Thank God. Um, <laughs> no, it's what sometimes can be tricky. And if, if people want to work on ships in, in such teams, it hierarchy is still a big thing. So, which is needed. There can only be one captain on a ship. That's a mm. famous saying, but it's really true. So it's sometimes you have to work with people you don't really like or they make choices you don't like and it is you still have to follow them because a third officer is the lowest on the ranking on the on, on the, the top three. yeah so mm -hmm. you you have to follow what they you still have to do it right if they yeah. say something and you cannot you, of course you can say well i don't dis i don't agree but yeah there were some occasions today Uh, imagine the third officer said to you like uh, you need to take this decision and you know it's completely wrong you don't have to make it no no no. you can challenge it you mm. can say well i wouldn't do it this way but that way yeah but they they, they can still say well you, there is always this feeling like he's a second of a, or a first officer that, yeah. that you have to follow them okay it's a fine line between too much like that you you don't want to how do you, how do you call it 
you don't want to be ignoring them or something okay, or you okay. don't want to be like pushing them like oh, i don't trust you i don't know it's 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 still it's still the captain so to say it's, it's yeah, still, still or whatever to, it's still he course. or she is still higher than you so mm. yeah that's sometimes hard if you if you know that you're right that i'm right and and you still have to follow the other ones okay. way of doing it that's okay can be tricky. Nice. On about crew uh, because you have people from different countries yeah sometimes it can be quite challenging to you know to have accent or uh, even behavior mm-hmm. did you have any challenges about it or no not really challenges it's it, you see a difference between cultures so to say yeah. in my bridge team we had we had english people a dutch of course there's a lot of dutch people at home the airline um but also the um, romanian we have a lot of romanian mm-hmm. officers mm-hmm. and you can really tell differences in how people approach mm-hmm. different prob- problems or, or issues um do i always agree no would i do it differently probably yes but that's it's also nice to just to keep to help people right it's yeah. how i would do it and not i would never force my opinion on someone it's they're also right but they in their way they're right right you always have to keep in mind that they have a different background mm-hmm. they went to they were born in a different country different thoughts different culture different so that's it's it's not for the best if you try to be better or to control them or mm. whatever it's just what in my studies we also learned about cultural differences yeah. so i must say in at school i was thinking like yeah, who cares right it's culture it's and we'll see yeah, how that goes but in the end it was really helpful that you you have to keep in mind that also on board of cruise ships there's a lot of well, every ships a lot of filipino and mm. indonesian crew that's even completely different and it's also the hierarchy then again is 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 there so yeah it's um It's interesting. I like it. I okay. like it. It's interesting, but in terms of uh, knowledge, for example, uh, we have many people from Asia, from uh, India. Do they have like good qualifications? I mean, the, in comparison with Europe. No, I think they're very, very knowledgeable. But it's mm. maybe it's more of a, a cultural thing. Okay. They they are qualified for a reason, and they, the Holland American Line, the companies are happy with them for them to sail on the ships, right? So they they also need it. European officers are getting mm. less on the ships. There are less people going to the to the nautical schools, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. they are really needed as well. But I think it's more of a cultural thing that um, in Ho- in in Holland or in Europe, we tend to be direct. We t- if we want something, we ask for it. We 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 uh, direct, we, especially Dutch. <laughs> yeah, we we Dutch are even more direct than the French, yeah. for example. But I think it's we are we also if we see a job, we do it. We we know what's ha- what needs to be done and how to do it. But sometimes you see a difference that those called the Asian cultures are more following so if you really have to oh, say yeah. to them mm. can you please do this otherwise they don't they necessarily see it but if you say to they will make it do it because they always follow the yeah and if you say so they, they will do it of course but it's I don't know if that's that's their culture that's a difference that they 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 need some guidance more more than we do. So, okay. yeah. On another uh, criteria in terms of condi- uh, working condition, mm-hmm. you know, I've met many old um, master mariner, for example. They told me like, yes, now uh, sailing is not good. The conditions are not good. Uh, we can't enjoy traveling because you stay on on board the ship. Is is that true? Or? It's. I will. I'm of course sailing in the cruise industry. That's also a difference, but it's. From my experience, if you translate it to cargo ships, yes, the the world is more demanding. Globalization is asking for way more products in a mm. shorter amount of time, bigger ships. But it, well, you know, 
right? It's it's yeah. it's different than I think yeah. thirty years ago. So if a ship if a ship comes into port to dis to um, discharge their cargo, yeah, yeah, back in the days it was maybe three days, and then they had a their new job. But now it has to be done in two, well, let's say eight hours, yeah. and then they have to sail again for the next one. So it's I think that's not the choice of the company or the or the ship owner it's more the industry that demands it that products are getting there faster so it's more okay okay you know what i mean it's more the the yeah. the, the, the cargo flow yeah, everything is faster now so anyway yeah but we don't want to wait for our new yeah. nike shoes if we ordered it from china it has to be there and yeah of course yeah. it's it's and also what we are a bit spoiled nowadays mm. it's i don't know how it was 30 years ago but we 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 know that we can get new shoes in a day so who wants to wait for that for seven days now? No, yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm, makes sense. So, and it's also with windmill, windmill parts I, on the second cargo ship, on the second internship on the cargo ship, we had windmill parts. Yeah, they have they had to be there because the customer wants it there. Mm. They had to build, build a windmill. They also have a contract, so they want the parts faster. So mm. I think it's the whole industry we're living in, the whole society we're living in now that's demanding for okay. more products. Okay, okay, okay. So, uh, did you have like friends uh, working in another kind of ship than cruise ship, for example, tanker or container vessel? Yeah, that's um, I had some classmates in the offshore industry. A friend of mine is now on the T Alf, the big um, ship in the on the Maasvlakte. Okay. Um, I had some classmates on ships that they sailed um, pleasure yachts from the mm. Mediterranean to the. Nor to Norway or something to 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 this area. Yeah, it's some general cargo container ships as well. It's it's a diverse. My class is like twenty people in there, but okay. they all twenty do something else. That's okay. really nice. And they, do they have like? Of course, they have different experience than you, but uh, uh, like each kind of vessel, it's uh, different challenges for you. What is the? I, I mean, like. How can I say, like, uh, for example, you know, tanker ships can be more challenging because you have more rules, more yeah. paperwork. Can container vessel is very, you know, administrative. Mm -hmm. Is that something true, or it's always the same for different kind of vessel? It's no, it's, it differs as well. It's for the cruise industry. I think you don't necessarily always think about it, but if I'm sailing the ship, there's two officers on the bridge, okay. and the two of us navigationally. Navigational-wise, we are responsible of the 3,000 people behind us. Okay. It's because of the header bridge on the, floor, on the front side of the ship, so you just look forward. But you do have to remember that there are 3,000 people, lives behind you. So yeah, if yeah. you make a mistake, if you have a collision with another ship, potentially, by your choice, 3,000 people might die. So that's, of course... Not common, but... <laughs> it, no, and it will never be because yeah. we, it's... Uh, we're well, well trained, we have a lot of equipment that's, mm. that warns us, whatever, but it's, yeah, it's, it's, we have a lot of safety rules. That's what I'm, my point I'm getting to. It, we have a lot of safety rules, policies, pol um, uh, regulations of what to do and what not to do, and if you have to do something, how to do it. So, uh, but all in keeping in mind that you're there for a reason. So it's, it's also what I heard, what I understand it. We have a lot of things coming from the airline industry. The airline industry, oh. of course, had a lot of accidents over the years, crashes or collisions, whatever. And they implemented all these safety oh, yeah. rules as well, that 
for example, there always has to have to be two pilots in the cockpit or with the nah, mm. I don't know what. And the cruise industry took a lot of those, not, not the, they copied the rules, but they they looked on how they do mm. do it there, and they they made their own. We have bridge resource management, and we get to learn all the all the. Um, Yeah, you have safety I, 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 things. Uh, ISM, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's a and it's a lot of rules as well. Yeah, you don't yeah, have to forget that it's when you say ISM, um, yes, Solos, yeah, SCW, SCW. It's it's a lot of rules yeah. as well. Yeah, <laughs> I imagine. I imagine. And uh, I think it will be worse and worse. <laughs> it's good actually, but I mean, in terms of work, you always have to. Yeah, it's what Holland American Line is doing now. We we have our internal um, system. Um, We have this um, HES, uh, SMS, so health, environment, safety, security management system, like SMS system. And they try to rewrite every policy like to easier English because it's, okay. it can be complicated. It can be a lot, like a lot of policies, but they review it every once in a while, getting it to a more, yeah, um, not necessarily less rules or regulations, but more easier to understand, easier to mm. implement on the ships. Okay. So, yeah, they they are aware of bureaucracy is not a good thing yeah. of course you need rules you need guidance you need a system but it's it can be it can become too much and then it's not beneficial for anyone anymore okay okay yeah i imagine i imagine so what do you think about the future of your of your job i mean you know we always talk about autonomous ships this kind of technologies uh who will replace the humans are you believe on this kind of uh, of things or not no it's um No, I don't think so. Especially autonomous ships. Yeah, there are, you have so many risks of the system failing or 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 it needs is for cybersecurity, it needs to be protected as well. So it's and and again what I told before, it's three thousand people. Mm. Would and also given the fact that it's a customer um industry, do you still do you think like this is a a question for everyone. Do you think that people will still sail on the ships knowing that it's being sailed by a computer it's yeah. i don't know i would you would you trust your life for that i don't know and then also of course any system can sail on the ocean like for two days straight it's not complicated but the complicated part is maneuvering in port you need to make depending the wind the exactly so many exactly and it's i think it's it's better to have humans do it even though there's a human error, of course, everyone can make mistakes, but then on the cruise ships or where I work, on, we, we have a lot of people at the mm. same maneuver, so you have a lot of insights, everyone can discuss it, everyone can, can, can stop the maneuver, even the captain can say, I'm stopping it now, I take over, and that's okay, of course, it, nobody, that's a pride thing, but nobody wants it, but it's, no, it's, I don't see autonomous ships do that, it's, it's a big ship, Yeah, I mean, and for the near future, it won't be a, a threat. It would be more maybe 50 years old. No, but it's... Yes, but then I still see a hybrid thing working. Yeah. Like, with, for example, these sometimes you have these, these um, heads-up displays in cars. This little display saying where you're going. Of course, maybe, maybe on the cruise ship as well, that we have a big panel of the of the sea chart where we're yeah. going. And a lot My of sister. This, the wind on a... Like that you see that mm. on the horizon of via heads of display, maybe that will happen. But I I don't see fully autonomous ships. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's interesting to know uh, for But that's all that's only bridge 
the deck department. Maybe in the engine room, it's also different again. And mm. in the hotel department, there, there's always, always people needed. Yeah, so. I, I think engine room, you can replace it because the machine cannot uh, repair an, an engine in, ca in case of failure. Exactly, so, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. Uh, and now about you know this topic everyone talking about it is sustainability. Mm -hmm. So uh, what do you think about it as a, a sailor? Well, are you believing in like we can use a sail on board ships or what kind of technologies is the more credible? Yeah, that's a, indeed a hot topic in the industry right yeah. now. Um, yeah, that's a difficult one. It's there are a lot of projects in hydrogen, mm. methanol, electric, electrically powered ships. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a hard thing. It's, I see more future in, for example, these biofuels, bioethanol, yeah. methanol, or yeah. hydrogen, yeah. maybe. Myers just launched, you know, a methanol uh, container vessel. Yeah. So the first one, so, yeah. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But it's, you take every new um, alternative brings, again, new challenges. So, for example, hydrogen. How do you gonna store it? Mm. How safe are you gonna get it? Because it's very flammable, of course. So that's the issue there. If you put a lot of batteries on the ship, how many batteries do you need for yeah, a container ship? So it's, yeah, maybe these biofuels are the best solution for now. Maybe in the f future, something else arises that, that could replace it. But mm. it's, yeah, it's it, what I think, what I also say is if maybe a cruise ship isn't it's sailing on HFO, on high fuel oil, of course. Safe to say it's not sustainable. But if you do a week trip in the Mediterranean, so Nice, uh, Rome, Tunisia, and then Barcelona and back, that's a week. If you have to fly all those people to those places, yes. you have a lot more of um, exhaust gases being emitted. Oh, because uh, you already... You need, for one ship, 2,000 people. You might need 100 airplanes. Yeah. And they, of course, burn a lot more. So it's given the fact that you get a lot of people on the same place to the same destination, it's divided by those amount of people, it's it's less emissions than an airplane. So oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, if you can But still there uh, there has to be there have to come some changes in fuel type, whatever. But it's well we do our best as well. We have we have scrubbers on board of the ships, we in ports we can uh, get shore power a big mm -hmm. plug so that's mm -hmm. also working now so it's we do our best as well but it's it's not as easy as like car to change everything exactly and what i learned in my masters for example with just thinking about it now it a car has a lifespan of 20 years yeah uh, max yeah max so, and a ship a, a good well-built ship will maybe last for 50 years mm. so 50 years well, you get one engine in when it when it's, when it's a new build. Yeah, you can destroy the current like uh, fleet. I mean, if if you have so many uh, old ships uh, right now, it works perfectly. Yeah, we cannot just say oh, we don't need anymore. Let's destroy it because no. And if if you want to make a big change to the engine, like for example, a hydrogen engine putting in there, it's impossible. It's too expensive. The whole yeah, ship yeah. has to be like modified or whatever. It's 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 yes. a big thing. So. Because of that lifespan of ships, it's there's always be a delay in the maritime industry. It's always gonna take longer yeah. for for us, the industry to be fully neutral or let's not that's maybe a too the goal too far, but I mean <laughs> like less, more sustainable, that's yeah. that's a big thing for mm. for those ships that are relatively old. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. You have many ships who just change some part of the engine. For example, you convert uh, 
Uh, the engine to a methanol, uh, you can add methanol, methanol on board. So we have some ships, especially in uh, ferry ships. Oh yeah, yeah. They do this kind of. But thing. those are those are the quick wins. That's for now, between now and ten years. But that's you're not gonna get the the, the oh, EU, no. EU goals. No, 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 no. That you have to be neutral in 2050. 2050, yeah. That's. It's quite ambitious. It is 25 years. Yeah. People don't think about it that much. Yeah. But it, if you realize it, 25 years from now, that's a short lifespan. So. And then there's still going to be ships sailing in 2050 that are built 10 years ago with of the course. old technology. So it's, it's a hard, it's a hard yeah. task. And again, the most, the big part of, I mean, shipyards come from, you know, Korea, uh, Hyundai, this kind of big shipyards. In the uh, Netherlands, we have Daman shipyards, but mm-hmm. they build, they don't build cruise ships, they build... Mm-hmm. Tugboats, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, but they are more advanced, so it's also what you say now depends on where you have your ship built. Yeah, exactly. And you know, we know that we know that big ships come from Asia because mm-hmm. they have the capacity, the number of people, etc. So yeah, so Asia needs to and cheaper and cheaper, of course, of labor course. and cheaper materials yes. as well. Forgot this point very very uh, relevant here. So I want maybe uh, to ask you uh, maybe two last questions about more uh, specialized on your background. What kind of advices can you give to someone who wants to, to start uh, as a, I don't know, a cadet officer on board? Advices? Speci- uh, specifically on board? Uh, yes, not a sure, like more like someone who wants to sail. It, yeah. Who wants to choose not, the maritime officer study. Yes. It's... Um, Oh, okay, that's a difficult question. <laughs> it's, um, it's a shame that the industry is not well seen. It's people know that there are ships, people need them. Again, for the Nike shoes they order from China, everyone needs the ships, but they, they're not as visible as much. So the adv- yeah, my advice would be, uh, you have like programs, I don't know the name anymore, but you can sail for a week on a ship, so you can see if, if you oh, like oh, it or not. It's I didn't know about it. I will if I mind if yeah, the yeah, name pops yeah. in. I will. I will. Okay. I don't know. I just uh, there's a for some kind of, of of experience programs that you can have a look how it is on the life on ships. It's um. Yeah, it's nice. It's it's what I. If you're already thinking about it, why to study this? You can combine. I like the technical part of it, the social part, especially on the cruise ship, of course. And you can see that you can travel the world for free. It's the, those combination of things that it's, it's, yeah, for me it was, mm. um, yeah, it was, it was perfect. I, I couldn't, I don't mind administration, for example, or, or working behind a computer, but it's from, fi- from nine to five every day, I couldn't do that. Yeah, at least at your age, maybe it's better to, you know, to... Well, to and I'm tra- still young, yeah, of course. Yeah, you're yeah. still young, so tra- sailing, traveling, it's two yeah. things combined in one. Exactly. So it's exactly. perfect. So do you want to say something else, a word of the end? Um, no, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so what is your goals? I mean, like, in next year, what do you want to do to sa- continue sailing? Yeah, I still enjoy it. Um, I had a really good time, last contract, nice people, nice places, nice ship. So as far as I like it, as long as I like it, I will just continue. Um, I do, like maybe for in the longer term, I have the ambition to become a pilot in the Port of Rotterdam. Mm, yeah, so, so, so you, nice yeah, and you need the experience at sea as well. Yeah, so minimum, it's, uh, I don't know, minimum, they require like 10 years on board, what they want. Uh, no, it's less. I, I hear a lot of stories that in other countries, yes, they need longer time, yeah. even become a captain. In Holland, it's not the okay. case. So okay. it's just, 
you need your chief mate's license, which you get after one year at sea. Okay. But yeah, it's 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 an it's again you have to study for it, so it's. I, yeah. st- I still like this, so I just yeah, like it saying. Be later. And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Okay. But it's on the horizon somewhere. <laughs> okay, nice. So thank you very much for these uh, interviews. You. I hope you. I, f- I mean, many people uh, want to you know to join uh, this kind of studies to work on board ships. So I think it would be very useful for them. Yeah, it's. So, um, I would say do it. It's. Uh, yeah, it's I, a I good imagine. opportunity. Nice. If you get it. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Maritime Vision podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and gained valuable insights into the maritime industry. Be sure to tune in for our next episode, where we'll continue to explore the latest trends and developments in this fascinating field.